Capturing the sights and sounds of Northeast Wisconsin. It's the Living in the New Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Living in the New, Josh and Justin, with more craft beer content for you. Justin, it's craft beer week. It is. I'm excited. Yes. And you're quite a craft beer aficionado. Well, I've been called. Uh, he his eyes and bats his eyelashes, of course. Um, craft beer week is something that's sort of coming into its own with different ways of celebrating we heard from george ways he's observing craft beer week uh with special tastings and mm. events and things like that it's kind of happening all over the place why is craft beer so popular in your opinion i just think it's something different you know it's not the um the same old let's say pilsner that everyone's used to or uh a light american lager right yeah <laughs> yeah the, the ability to have something a little different mm -hmm. um and it's um, it's interesting to me the creative ingredient combinations mm -hmm. you get in some of these I know uh, I sometimes think our craft brewery friends get a little too creative. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to put all the things in every one of the beers, but it's really good to try something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, the different styles you might not ever come around to um, are now available in 10 different forms from 20 different breweries. Right. So it's interesting to see that proliferating, not just in the little niche craft beer bar or the super pricey corner store, mm. But everywhere, everywhere yeah. you go now has an incredible craft beer selection. Even restaurants, I mean, do pairings. And I think that's another big part of the craft beer phenomenon is that uh, people are figuring out you can pair it with food as you would with wine. Yeah, absolutely. That that uh, sophistication mm -hmm. that goes along with it, turning what was kind of a, I, I think it's fair to say beer was thought of as more the lowbrow right. drink, mm -hmm. right? Where wine and spirits was more the high class thing. Definitely. Beer is definitely coming in its own that way. Mm -hmm. And we're lucky because here in Northeast Wisconsin, we have a ton of really good craft breweries. Wisconsin probably mm -hmm. plays a role in that, right? The state we're in, um, the cultural heritage that we have, but right. just the the mindset, the the social uh, tolerance that we have for it. Right? What do we do when we go out with people from work? We go get a beer. Right. Um, that's just what we do. And so having uh, a lot of good breweries in the area keeps that interesting. We're mm -hmm. not always having to go drink the very same thing. Not that there's anything wrong <laughs> with those good old American lagers. Right. As you'll hear in this interview with R.J. Nordland, he is the brewmaster at Bare Bones Brewery. He likes brewing what he likes to drink, um, even though what he usually drinks is <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> so don't hold that against him. Go in with an open mind. He's got a lot of interesting things to share in this interview. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we did it right there in the Bare Bones Brewery. Standing in the back room, uh, right after some live music, mm. enjoying a couple of great beers. Right. So uh, enjoy this interview with R.J. Nordland, brewmaster at Bare Bones Brewery. Coming to you from Bare Bones in Oshkosh. I'm going to call it Metropolitan Oshkosh, not in the heart of the city. The out town. In the, it's the, the town, town of, Oshkosh. of Oshkosh. Yes, and that voice you hear. We're allowed is... to get, uh, get away with a lot of crazy shit out here in the town <laughs> that you can't do in the city. So that's why this is the perfect place to come hang out in Oshkosh. This is the place, and that man is RJ Nordland. RJ, yeah. welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate you uh, having us here. Uh, just enjoyed some outstanding music mm -hmm. in the tap room from Bigfoot Buffalo. Yeah, those are my buddies from Michigan. Uh, I've known Kyle, the front man, uh, for better part of six years, probably. And uh, yeah, wanted to get him out here. We're playing. He played here tonight with his band, and we're all playing together tomorrow night at the Source in Menasha. So before we get into the beer, let's just take care of the music business here, because in addition to being brewmaster at Bare Bones, you're also 
the front man for Nordland. That's right. That's my last name. So it makes sense that you're in charge of the band then, and that yep, you'd be the yep. singer. And, do you write the, the music yourself as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah? yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Uh, I started playing in 2007, and uh, started playing original music probably in later end of 2008, 2009-ish. Okay. Um, it all kind of blends together after a while. So, but uh, about ten years <laughs> of original music, yeah, rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So, I uh, didn't play music much as a kid, and uh, learned how to do it towards the tail end of high school, and just never stopped. So, started playing towards the tail end of high school. Was that before or after you got into beer? Oh, before, way before. <laughs> so, uh, music was the original love. Yeah, music. Is always going to be my first love, which is why it's going to stay a hobby because I'll always enjoy it. Um, <laughs> beer is something I've become good at, and uh, I see the fact that I can make a living doing it, and I enjoy doing it, so it's yeah. what I, what I want to do for a living. You came to Bare Bones with quite a bit of experience in breweries in mm -hmm. Michigan. Tell us a little bit about your background in brewing. Uh, 2013, I started as the assistant, an assistant brewer. The, the first they hired at uh, Founders... Um, and I was a trial run and I worked on third shift They wanted to see if it was a good position. And, uh, after a few months they hired two more and I got to move to first shift. So that was great. Um, then a year at founders, I went to fetch brewing company in Whitehall, Michigan and was their brewer for a little bit and then became the lead brewer at a uh, harmony brewing company until at the East town location working on the five barrel system until I came to bare bones in, uh, 2016, March of 2016. So you've been brewing here for over two years now, Yep, almost two and a half years now. Yeah. And what have you been able to do here that, uh, made this like a fulfilling reason to, to take this job or what have you been able to do here? That's different from what you were doing before. Um, here I have pretty much control over everything I want to do. Um, the recipes are things that I want to brew, and I always tell everybody I only make beer I want to drink. Um, some people get all weird about it or pissy or whatever, <laughs> and they're like, oh, what if I want this? And I said, hold on. I like a lot of beer. Like, I love a lot of different styles of beer. I'm going to brew what I want to drink, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to brew what you want to drink. Like, you're going to find a couple beers that you like that I brew, you might love all of them, but uh, if I'm going to brew something and put it on tap, I have to be in love with it. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. You said you like a lot of beers. Oh, yeah. Do you currently have a style or a beer that you is your go-to? <laughs> I hesitate at the word favorite, but... Uh, no, no, it's funny. Uh, favorite, my favorite beer I've ever had is Gumball Head from uh, Three Floyds Brewing Company. Sure. Um, that was the beer that got me into craft beer. Wow. Just... I don't know, they call it a wheat ale, but it's totally a pale ale. It's a hoppy, beautiful beer, Amarillo Bomb. But uh, right now, I feel like an old man, but uh, I've been drinking a lot of Budweiser, Miller <laughs> High Life. Um, you know, not the light ones, though. I don't like the light right, shit. Right. I like actual beer. The actual, like Bud Heavy has a really pleasant flavor to it, and I think it gets a bad rap because... It's Budweiser amongst, and, and I mostly surround myself with people who like craft beer. Right. So that's all I hear is the bad rap from them. But then I also like hanging out with old people, <laughs> like <laughs> they're, people they're really 20 great, to 30 actually. years older than me yes. sometimes. And they love the fact that they can get a Budweiser or a Miller High Life and they know what they're getting every time. And it's just guaranteed quality, you know? 
It's not watered down like the Bud Light right. that right. Kent Wash from the Great <laughs> Unknown Radio loves to drink. Out, love that. Calling you out, Kent. In, but, interpod uh, beef. I love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, no, Kent's my, Kent's my guy. I love that guy. But uh, no, it's it's just a full full flavored beer still. It's just something that has been done for years. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I might catch some slack from the craft beer community, but it's just is what it is. I've seen enough uh, craft brewers who drink PBR nonstop that I can drink a few Budweiser's and Miller High Life. So. It's all good. <laughs> we, we won't tell anyone that you're drinking Budweiser. It's all right. It's That's our right. secret. <laughs> um, so when people come out, you get a lot of people who are probably really into the IPAs or they're yeah, like and, enthusiasts. And that's my specialty. I, I really do a good job of making hoppy beers, yeah. and I like finding a good balance. Like We just released Double Dog Days, which is our double IPA. It's 11.7%, but it's a great balance of malty to hoppiness, and you don't feel the big burn of the alcohol because I try and balance all the flavors so everything works out. Whereas some places you drink an 11.7% beer, and you're going to feel like your throat's on fire. Right. You know, it's all about at bare bones. It's it's I, I've tried to create really balanced flavors, really balanced beers, and um, stuck to the American style of beers here too to try and create an identity for this place. You know, you're going to get a good American style beer that is very well balanced, and uh, I think that's something they're going to continue with hopefully throughout. And yeah. I feel like I've set them up to do really well doing that. That's awesome. So obviously Justin's our resident hophead. And while he refused to set up his own microphone, I am going to make him come over here and give us commentary about dog days, which is what he's enjoying right now. You're waiting for the double until we finished working, yes. which I like yes. as your coworker. I will definitely be taking some uh, double dog days home. There Perfect. We go. Yes. All right. So we'll get more. But tell us about the dog days. It's good. It, it goes down smooth. It's the right amount of citrus. Mm -hmm. It's not too overpowering. The difference, too, between that beer, the do the dog days versus the double dog days is with the original dog days, I want it to be all about the hops, so you don't get much malt flavor. It's just mm -hmm. straight hops in your face. You get that dankness, that bitterness, that juiciness, all mm -hmm. of that, um, whereas the double dog days, I add a malt aspect to it, which you need to get it to bump up to from 8% to 11.7%, but... Yeah, it's 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 fun. Well, <laughs> that this one's one, all about the hops. Yeah, it, it's great, and I'm looking forward to the uh, 11 percent, <laughs> as he always does. Okay, so I'm actually a dark beer fan, Perfect. and I find I'm going to say it this way: I feel a bit neglected by some craft brewers. I feel yeah. like they don't always offer. Did you try uh, Asta La Basta? I have not. No, I, I'm with uh, the dry go, stout right now. Try that. I got the dry stout. Yeah. Um, tell me about your thoughts on dark beer. Actually, and for the people who like hoppy beers and dark beers, I, I mean, I got a black IPA, which for me, black IPAs are it's a weird oxymoron term. But uh, I made a robust porter and dry hopped the shit out of it like it's a pale, like an IPA. But uh, I love stouts. I like that roasted flavor you can get from a stout. But I also like, I don't know, I, I make it all. We got we got this beer called Asta La Basta, and it's a tribute to my dog who passed away in December. And uh, brewed it. It's just this huge, that one's 11% on the nose. And it's a coffee, chocolate, vanilla, honey, lactose, molasses, <laughs> Holy hell. We call it the beer. kitchen sink stout. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's delicious. It's gone over well. We filled up four whiskey barrels with it. Um, wow. That's going to be incredible in a year. Any any chance for a little preview sample of that stuff? Not <laughs> that. Um, some, some brewers, when they fill barrels, they put a nail in there, and then they can pull the nail out and taste it. But I really I think there's something special when you can just throw something to the side and forget about it and come back in a year and then really – 
see what that has become. It's it's beautiful. Let time work its magic. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Asta La Basta as an honor to your past dog. Yep, my dog, Bozzy Boy. Um, he has a million names, so <laughs> I might say his correct name eventually. At some but, point. Uh, yeah, he was 17 years old and wow. passed away in December. And, Sorry about uh, that. Hey, he was... Lived a lot longer than most dogs yeah. do, and uh, I gave him a pretty good life. So I've had that dog since I was nine years old. Talk a little bit about the the prevalence of dog imagery and thematically here in the brewery. Bare Bones was kind of kickstarted. It was kickstarted by Dan and Patty Dringoli, and they didn't know what to call it or what to do, and they decided to use their pit bull as the mascot. And then just when I got here, they kind of had a little bit of a dog branding going but I'd wanted to take it a step further and really brand everything around a dog. So one beer has like the dog days has my old dog, Bozzy on it. The hurricane Dan has Google's dog on it. Um, <laughs> the wicked badass has my, my friend uh, Taylor's dog on it. But overall, if you see a dog on a six pack, it don't matter how boring everything else is. You see a picture of a dog, a real dog. That looks like my dog. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy it just because of that. We have people that come in here. I guarantee she was only drinking cider or soda. And she wants Double Dog Day's huge IPA because <laughs> that dog looks like her dog. <laughs> you know? And it's true. Aaron, my girlfriend's over there looking at me like, that is sexist. <laughs> and, uh, but it's true. This is something that usually affects our female customers. They see the dogs and they get all sentimental. Um, some, of the, some of the fellas like myself do sure, too. Sure, sure, sure. Typically, it's yeah. the the ladies who get really sentimental, and I don't. This is this is from case study, honey. That's right. So, that's right. Evidence based. Evidence based. I got some evidence. <laughs> now you mentioned uh, having set them up here well. Uh, I guess it's not a secret that you're going to be departing. You're heading back to Michigan, and you're going to be uh, starting your own brewery. Yeah, yeah. Back in your this hometown. Is a dream of mine for a while. Of I've had the name picked out for years. Uh, North Grove Brewers. And uh, my buddy Jason, he owns a hop yard in Michigan, and we own uh, purchased majority of the hops from him. We uh, he came out here for a visit. I tried to introduce him to some other breweries, and he goes, "Man, I want to open a brewery in Montague, but uh, I only want to open your brewery. So let's do this. Let's make it happen." Wow. And uh, yeah, was a few weeks ago, we signed our lease. We uh, demo started earlier this week, and I'm going to be going there Sunday, so I can do demo from. Uh, Monday through Wednesday, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Everything's happening quick. We're yeah. applying for some licenses. We got applications in for our loans, and everything's happening pretty pretty quickly, and it's Bing, really bam, cool. bam, boom. Yeah, yeah, by the time people are listening to this, you may be in operation in the state of Michigan. Yep, that's, that's right. It's going to happen fast. Well, so people need to see you while they have the chance. Are you going to be coming back, visiting at all, either uh, yeah, as the so brewer or as the musician? I'll be coming back definitely as the musician. I don't know. Might work some collaboration brews out in the future too, sure. and uh, with all the contacts stuff. you've made here, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing that's really cool about the Fox Valley is there's a lot of breweries here, and there's a lot of breweries and plans to open, and I really think the Fox Valley could become a destination in Wisconsin as a as a brewery themed. And I've tried to I've tried to kickstart that since I've been here because back in Michigan, that's how it is. Everybody supports everybody. You really push that stuff. I started the the uh, Fox Valley Winters Winter Beer Festival. It was all outside in the winter, and it only featured Fox Valley brewers. And we got this cornhole league that I've been running. Last year, it was just Fox uh, River Brewing Company, Appleton Beer Factory, and ourselves. This year, we've also added um, Fifth Ward and High Holder, which is located in Omaro's, a new nano brewery. Um, and it's a way to get customers into other people's tap rooms because – 
I think there's a, there there's good beer here, and if we get patrons um, attending all all these different ta- tap rooms, going out there to try the beers and and really talking about it, and not only does that do well for our brewery community as far as customers go, but all these people coming in and talking about beers, if they're at one brewery talking about a beer from another brewery, you know, and doing all this cool stuff, I think it's really going to push everybody to do even better on the brew side as well as just, you know, service everything overall. I think it's going to grow the scene. Love it. Well, uh, you and I both have empty glasses in our hands, so I guess that we means do. it's time to end this interview. Hey. RJ Nordland, brewmaster at Barebones Brewery and frontman for RJ Nordland's band called Nordland. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Cheers. Hell yeah. All right, Justin, I know I forced you onto the microphone mm-hmm. there in that interview. <laughs> Not always your most comfortable place to be. Right. Um, but I really loved that conversation with RJ. Yeah. That was great. The atmosphere and the company we had in that room was it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's it's a different kind of a place. You know, it's not a tap room that's in the midst of a commercial district. Mm-hmm. It is like in the midst of nothing. Right. Like farm fields. Yep. Yeah. I've talked to a few people and they said that they've passed it many times before and we did the same. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll share the blame on that. Justin was behind the wheel. I was navigating and we drove right by the building right. uh, a couple of times. But <laughs> the important part is we got there and I would encourage you to go check it out. The tap room is just a really small little corner. Corner, but like a dozen fantastic beers on tap, mm. uh, bombers that you can take home with you, sixers there available for purchase, live music regularly, and uh, I think the big news out of that interview, RJ's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's heading back to Michigan. Yep. So get there while you can. I'm sure the quality at Bare Bones isn't going to go anywhere mm-hmm. um, just because RJ's not going to be there. Uh, the uh, the integrity, the quality of the ingredients, all that will still be there. The creativity, I'm sure, will still be uh evidenced there even when RJ's gone but uh, he will be gone and taking with him his band Nordland mm-hmm. so that's another loss to the area uh, luckily we've got a whole lot of great local live music acts and musicians and we're going to be bringing a lot more of those to you yet another teaser maybe you've been noticing <laughs> the hints we've been dropping throughout our other episodes and social media channels uh, so stay tuned a lot more live music to come but the big focus this week obviously craft beer so if you're out enjoying craft beer week if you go on any beer walks Uh, If you're enjoying a great new craft beer at home, take a picture, post it on social media, and then show it to us by using that hashtag, Living in the New. Subscribe to Living in the New wherever you get podcasts.